The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Number three of the nightcap here on VSIN. Happy Thursday to those of you on the East Coast still riding along strong on Hump Day Wednesday. That is Sean King. I am Tim Murray. It has, uh, well, it's been an enjoyable college basketball evening. You know, I haven't said that much. Was Sunday was not enjoyable. Monday was not enjoyable. I mean, this has just been your night. Like for a Wednesday, like you glowing, like we yeah. had a Townsend State mention in college basketball. Like you don't know what to do with yourself. I know. Canada's up 2 nothing over the United States after So unpatriotic. Hey, someone, a wise man once told me. The guy was in here singing, oh, Canada. A, a wise man once told me, always pulling for your pockets. Absolutely. And I'm sure our next guest, you know him, you love him. We can't see his beautiful face. He's in a hotel room in Chicago because he's been on the set of his fantastic show live on the line on Bally Sports. It is Brad Evans. Brad my condolences, but hey, man, what are you going to do when you walk into the rack 6-0 and straight up as a home dog? The Gers at the rack are unstoppable. They really are, man. Uh, it's a special story. I mean, uh, I actually picked Rucker today on Live on the Line, and I know you were backing him as well. And, you know, we were talking uh, off air before I jumped on, and, and I think Rucker's is just one of the most fascinating resume cases that the select committee is going to you know, have to debate uh, inside a conference room at some random hotel in Indianapolis here in about a month. I mean, they've got three horrific losses, two quadrant threes and a quadrant four that Lafayette won, the most glaring of the bunch. And yet they have six quadrant one wins. And, you know, we'll see what the new net ranking comes out at. Uh, they were number 81 entering the night before they knocked off my line eye. I'm expecting probably at least a 10 to 15 spot jump uh, in that category. And they got ample opportunities remaining uh, to, to build their case uh, for an at-large. I mean, here's the deal. Like North Carolina, they, they have no business even being in the NIT after losing at home in, in a convincing fashion to Pittsburgh, the dregs of the cake in the ACC. Notre Dame barely skirts by a Boston College team that they lost to earlier today or earlier this season in overtime. And yeah, they put up 99 against them, but ACC is dreadful. And I'm sorry, Sean, uh, but Duke is included in that mix. Uh, I, I think they have underachieved. Based on, you know, the presence of Alo Bancaro and this being Coach K's last year, like there's question marks about that team. Hell, they nearly lost on a frozen rope from 70 feet away uh, against Wake Forest at home last night. That was an epic collapse. 
Like, Rutgers needs to be in, and I don't care what people say and badden out the Big Ten and their postseason performance. Yeah, they've underachieved, but a resume, you know, that stands out is certainly theirs despite some of the black eyes that are on it. And meanwhile, the ACC just continues to wallow in mediocrity. Well, let me, let me clarify where you were right and where you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rutgers 100% deserves to make the tournament, barring a colossal meltdown to end the season or losing in the first round of the Big Ten tournament. Any team that beats Purdue, Michigan, Ohio State, Illinois, in my opinion, hey, in college basketball, you have some off nights. That would supersede two or three bad losses. But where you were wrong is don't ever badmouth a team that has, what do you guys call it, quadrant, a quad wins over Gonzaga on a neutral court and Kentucky on a neutral court. Because last time I checked, in the words of, or in the voice of Nipsey Hussle now, the NCAA tournament is played on neutral courts. So the Dukies are the one power that has shown that they can knock off other powers on a neutral court without home court advantage. Having said that, Coach Krzyzewski is finally figured out that Jeremy Roach should not log major minutes in any NCAA basketball game, which improves our chances at cutting down the next in Coach K's last campaign. We'll continue on. Hey, Sean, we're going to have to have a side wager on this. Maybe another cigar bet. Ooh, uh, ooh. Once, what we pairing, got? once the pairings come out, okay. you and I would both agree to draws everything. Right. right? Absolutely. Especially so this once, year. Yeah, once we see the field, uh, you and I are going to have to determine what a fair – uh, determining factor is for Duke, um, and whether it's Final Four, whether it's Elite Eight. I'm thinking maybe it's Elite Eight. You know, and I know where your heart and, and head is going to lie. You're going to be siding with the Blue Devils no matter what through thick and thin, and I will likely be on the under. I, I'm just so unimpressed with Duke and their ability or lack of ability to close out games. Uh, really what they have right now is, is Purdue syndrome. Mm-hmm. And just to get back to the Big Ten real quick, I mean, Purdue – and a golden spot tonight in control for most of the night at Welsh Ryan against Northwestern. And what did they do in the last, like, two, three minutes of the game? They let the Wildcats back in it because their defense is rancid. You know, enter the night, they were 116 in adjusted defensive efficiency, and that number is likely to dip even further. Like, they are going to likely be a one seed. They are likely going to be at least inside the top three in adjusted offensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. Yet they are so lousy in guarding the opposition that I'm convinced that regardless of draw, Purdue is not going to survive the opening weekend of the NCAA tournament. I'm saying they're going to lose to a 16 seed, but whatever that 8-9 team is on the line in the round of 32, it pay very close attention to what those squads are because I think they're going to be more than capable of knocking off the boilers unless they put together a perfect 40 minutes offensively. Are you coming spend that first weekend here with us in this glorious city? I will be, yes. Uh, I think I can make this announcement. Well, why the hell not? It's uh, like uh, after 11 o'clock Central Time. I will be at the Mandalay Bay, Ooh. live on the line. We'll be hosting shows all week long, live on campus there in Sin City. So, yes, I will be there. All right, perfect then. I mean, we're going to make some money because I'm with you. Like, <clears throat> there are going to be some two, three seeds, uh, <clears throat> Villanova, that I think could lose. I'm sorry, did you just. In say, round hold one. On. Hold on, what, to a, what, what type of seat? Okay, I'm acknowledging that I'm going to lose that cigar bet. But it's still going to work in my benefit <laughs> and my favor. Villanova's losing first or second game. 
I don't care. Yeah. I, I, it's like. So Brad, we can make some money. Brad, it's there are like, going to be some high-profile, high big-name teams producing that group as well that I think are leading, leaving early. Brad, it's, it's like Sean thinks I went to Villanova. He tried to sneak in a couple weeks ago that they'd be an eight seed. I'm like, you are. I don't know. Oh, I remember. I, I don't know what. What uh, he follows dis- us on Twitter. Stop bringing up old stuff. You stopped at on the way to uh, to our studio here. But by the way, speaking of Villanova, uh, Brad, check it out. Go to uh, at Noisy Wavos on Twitter. He's got his big board up. Hey, Brad, just out of curiosity, after another <clears throat> quad one win last night, uh, where are the Wildcats of Villanova? The Wildcats of Villanova, based on the last update, which uh, I pushed live on ValleySports.com about an hour ago, are currently. The third highest number two seed and the seventh overall in terms of the power ranking based on how I do the big board. You're sitting there with six quarter one wins. Yeah, you have the six quarter one losses. You got a, a top five net ranking, top 10 strength of schedule. Uh, you're winning it on the road as well. Uh, and, and in a behemoth Big East, which I think is probably the third best conference right now in college basketball, it is a stone cold lock that Nova will be at a minimum a three-seed in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, because the Big East is overrated. Like, they get these quad wins for beating Providence and Marquette and Xavier, by the way, who lost to St. John's today. But here's what happens. Duke lost to Florida State and Miami. Miami at Fellas, fellas, here's what happens when Villanova gets outside the confines of the Big East. They have one good win, Tennessee. Guess what? The Purdue team that you don't love, they lost to. UCLA team is not nearly as good as they were last year. They lost two. The Baylor team that struggles, they lost two by oh, 21. So when Villanova gets outside of this Big East that you guys tell me he's got all these NCAA what? tournament I, teams, I they get their care. butt beat. I don't care. I'm just going to win my but bet I'm just, with you. They're going to lose then early. Good. They're them. not that you, good. What I actually changed their Hold name. What, what? I, I, I said the new name for Villanova is the Villanova Uncles. By the way, since uh, – Because they got a bunch of 30-year-olds <laughs> that like to back you down and shoot short hooks. <laughs> By the way, Brad, since uh, since Sean made his proclamation that, that Villanova would be an eight seed, they've gone on and won Can we move on? four consecutive games. I was games. wrong. Yeah, they're beating up on the Big East teams that are overrated. Oh, you thought UConn was going to beat them. You told me you looked at their schedule, said, I see four, five, maybe even six losses. The Big East has some bad losses lately. You, gotta admit, you, you have to admit <laughs> oh. that, right, Brad? I mean, Butler's been beating up on teams. St. John's has been beating up on teams. I mean, there's some carnage going on in the conference right now. I mean, you you can make that statement and apply it to teams of the Big 12. You can apply it to teams of the Big 10. I mean, these are quality conferences from top to bottom that just cannibalize one another. I mean, this is a statement every single year. I mean, it can't be lopsided like the ACC is this year. The ACC, a down year. I like you guys like to kick the kick the king when he's down. The ACC having a down year in basketball. I can't and, help it. And Duke has has lost to those crappy teams. They lost to Virginia. We played to, to Miami. Listen, we played Florida to, State has lost seven straight games. They name lost to them. A team in the country that has two better neutral court wins than Gonzaga and Kentucky. Oh, no, I don't disagree with that. Oh, that's great. Those, I know. Are, those are great. And that's why Duke will be a two or three seed. By the way, I need, I need, I need the Avs to win by two goals. And, and they have zero right now in the third period. So All right. if you have some candles there that, like, work in your favor when you're sweating the game, can you light one for me? Hey, hey Brad, 30 <laughs> seconds before we let you run and uh, enjoy your evening. 30 seconds. Yes! Yes, I love you, Brad. Yes. Good job. And score. <laughs> Can you? Uh, what do you got tomorrow? What's your favorite play in college hoops tomorrow? 
very quickly, my favorite play in college basketball tomorrow, I absolutely love Stanford uh, laying four and a half at home against Utah. I think the size will demoralize the Utes. Uh, Stanford, third tallest team in college basketball, and they're generating a second-chance opportunity at nearly 36% of their possession. So first glance, love the tree tomorrow. At Noisy Huevos on Twitter, you're the man, Brad. Love we'll you, see Brad. you in a couple weeks. There he is, Brad Evans. It's the Nightcap on VC. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local team, well, check out our CityCats presented by Bet River Sportsbook. We have Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. That is the CityCats presented by Bet River. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Um, I don't know your, if your eardrums are hurting a little bit. That was from Sean's. Uh, exuberance you know i learned that watching world cup soccer when the guy yells go is that that's that's right yes i I applied puckshadamus so i can't control what puckshadamus does when good things happen in hockey he has a mind of his own uh so to update the abs are up one zero uh a lot of time left in the third period so i'm by no way comfortable but I'm feeling better. The force field has been lifted, and the Avs finally got a shot in. Uh, the Rebs of uh, UNLV leading 51-47. They were They're catching good. six at They're Fresno look- State. They're looking good. Uh, and then the Canadians have now taken a 3 nothing lead over the United States. Uh, once again, last night, if you were listening, uh, Steve Wino from the Associated Press said Canada on the puck line uh, was the way to go. Do they let them fight in the Olympics or no? Uh, no. Okay. No, there's no fighting in the Olympics. But uh, And uh, the men's side is down to the semifinals, the United States. I, I stayed here last night, mm-hmm. watched the whole game. You did? 43 seconds to go, empty net situation. Slovakia scores. United States loses in a shootout. So a uh, unfortunate situation there, uh, but it is what it is. All right. Um, I want to get back to college basketball. You're very passionate about uh, some thoughts on college basketball. I am. I think the Big East is overrated. Seriously, that's not me. Well, I mean. That's not me, like, hating on Villanova. But, I, of course, I don't think Villanova's very good. But, like, I just think as a conference, like, well, I, I would when you say look the at their non-conference of- wins, they don't really have a lot of great wins. Like, when they've gone out of conference this year, as, as the Big East as a whole – They've really lost. Well, I mean, let's look at Arizona. Arizona is a Pac-12 team. Oh, gosh. They have, they're a top five team in the country. Great save. And uh, they didn't really have any great wins outside of the conference. So it's it's They beat Michigan. I mean, look at Kentucky. We both agree that Kentucky's a a really a good team, Mm -hmm. right? What did they do at a conference? Lost to Duke, lost to Notre Dame, beat North Carolina, whip-de-doo. So, you know, I... I would say, is is the Big East going to win the national championship? No. But are they as 
you know, if you remove Georgetown and DePaul, which every conference has their their bumpkins on the bottom, the Big East is, yeah, certainly a top four conference in college basketball. Villanova, Providence, UConn, Marquette, uh, Xavier. Xavier's actually struggling right now. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, Big East has three teams in the top 25, Connecticut, Nova, Providence. Okay. And what now, do you think of Murray State? Now do the ACC. What do you think of Murray State? Means, no one's really talked about them. They're sitting there at 24-2. and two. Yeah, I mean, the, the tricky part about those teams in the and you know. They beat Memphis. Yeah, but they, they've got Memphis at they, the right time. They lost to Auburn. Yeah, they don't got they beat a lot Ch- of I mean, they beat Chattanooga. They don't have a lot of great wins. I mean, Chattanooga's the, the class of the Southern Conference, so that's a, that's a good win. Um, you know, they're dominating everyone that they play. Moorhead State, they came back. Won that game over the weekend. If you had uh, Moorhead plus three like I did, uh, that was a horrifying beat. Um, but, you know, top 50 in adjusted offensive and defensive efficiency. So, they're the real deal, man. I mean, they're a really good team. They're probably going to be looking at, I don't know, 12, 13 line, assuming they take care of business. Um, you know, the unfortunate part is if they were to lose the Ohio Valley Championship game or in their conference tournament, I think they would be in a tricky spot, Sean, to make it as an at-large. But, um, you know, you look at their their metrics, uh, they get after it on the offensive glass. Uh, they're not an you know, elite shooting team, but they're certainly solid enough. And, uh, yeah, 35th in offensive efficiency, 46th in defensive efficiency. So, like, I, I just don't like what they're doing to my Dukies. Like, they've got Duke. The AP has Duke ranked behind Providence. Baylor. Like, how's Kentucky ahead of us? We've beaten them. Well, you – Gonzaga's number one. We've beaten them. Like, it's ridiculous. It's a lot of Duke bias this year. So, Virginia should be ahead of Duke? No, no, no. Well, Let's I don't know. Let's not get into that. Well, I just – I didn't mean it like that, okay? But we are a 20-win team. Yeah, and you have – Three conference losses that are not good. It happens. Then you're rated accordingly. If Gonzaga played in the ACC, they'd have a couple conference losses. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they would. I mean, so it happens with 18-year-olds. You know, when you go in crazy environments and, you know, you're not light years better than every team. Like, there's a lot of talent in the ACC. The teams themselves haven't gelled and turned into quality outfits. But individually, there's a lot of talent in that, that conference. Yeah, I know you keep making that argument. I just disagree. Right. Uh, I'm mean, just fine. St. Mary's, San Francisco, uh, BYU, those are all teams that would be top top of like top half of the ACC this year. And so Gonzaga have, has smashed all of them. So as we move to tomorrow, mm-hmm. Tom Casale loves Houston. Minus the 13 and a half with UCF coming. He thinks that pressure is going to turn the, the Knights over. You agree? Yeah, Houston's a tricky one because they've lost their two top, t- you know, two top players, and it's now starting to show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of frustrating me because I have a Houston future to win the conference regular season. They've now dropped two in a row, um, but yeah, at home off of this Memphis loss and the SMU loss on the road. I mean, Houston's another one, one of those teams, Sean, where you know you look at their resume and they're incredibly well coached by Kelvin Sampson uh, they're a good defensive team but you know you lose Marcus Sasser for the entire year right you're just not the same and i, I think this is going to be a team it's going to be fascinating to see where they ultimately land on the seed line 
because they've got a lot of issues. Uh, they can't really score all that well without those guys. And uh, these past couple of times when they've played quality competition in their conference, they lost to SMU on the road. They lose to Memphis, uh, who seems to be kind of figuring things out. But, uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't go against Tom uh, in that play uh, with Houston going up against UCF uh, there uh, tomorrow at home. Certainly a bounce-back spot. I think you can see some suffocating defense. Uh, we saw that when they went to Orlando just a couple weeks ago. Um, I want to go back to the Big Ten, though, real quickly. Uh, tonight we saw Illinois lose. Uh, Purdue, did they, they – Northwestern ultimately got the cover, didn't they? Yes. It was six and a half. They lost by six. <laughs> uh, Wisconsin, you know, goes on the road after losing at home. They lose at home to Rutgers. But then they go on the road and they beat Indiana. Indiana just melted in that one. You've got Ohio State. You've got Michigan State. Um, I said it from the jump. Michigan State's obviously always going to be well coached by Tom Izzo, but I just didn't see it, you know, early on in the Is year. Is Michigan State a Turner team? Yeah. Well, then Merritt Rutgers has to be, right? Rutgers 10-5 and five in the Big Ten. The problem about Rutgers and – I know the bad losses. I get it. So, right now, I think they're probably not in. Um, <clears throat> but I would put them in. I mean, to me, I think the committee needs to weigh good wins over bad losses more, and I think Rutgers deserves to be in. But who do you think ultimately comes out of this conference? For the regular season or the postseason tournament? Uh, the Big Ten postseason, who wins it? These, these odds are for Aaron. These are the postseason tournament odds or regular season? So regular season to come out. The favorite entering today was Purdue. Illinois lost. So that certainly helps out the uh, the case there for the Boilermakers. Wisconsin's got the same record as Purdue. Uh, certainly talent-wise, you'd look at Purdue. Um, but they're sitting all at 11-4 and four right now. Purdue actually 12-4 and four after their win today. Who comes out and takes the number one seed in the Big Ten? Because when I look at situation Purdue's 12 and 4 Illinois is 11 and 4 Wisconsin well, is 11 and 4 let's start with Ohio State who is currently uh, a game they, and a half back I think first. Ohio State has uh, that is a matter of fact I'm going to play that tonight Ohio State to win the Big Ten regular season and here's why Ohio State has not lost at home this year so they have they have seven games left all conference games and all but two of them are at home. And the two road games are Maryland and Illinois. So if they went 6-1 and one down the stretch, let's just say they don't beat Illinois on the road. But they win the rest of the games. I mean, that probably wins the regular season for them. Well, you got to look at Purdue. Who's going to knock off Purdue? Purdue's only got four games left. Home game against Rutgers. At Michigan State. At Wisconsin. Home to Indiana. They've already lost to Indiana once, lost on the road to Indiana. Well, I mean, they got to go to Michigan State or Wisconsin. They could very easily drop those. I don't see them losing to Michigan State. Wisconsin, I could see that happening. It's worth 30 to 1, a flyer. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you think because in, just, the, in the loss column, Ohio State is tied with Purdue. Yeah. There's just a very small var margin of error for Ohio State. Can't lose really another game in, Il in Illinois, uh, Purdue. Got to have to drop one. But uh, 30 to 1. Intriguing play. That's Sean. I'm Tim. It's the Nightcap here on BC. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network.
VEASAN has a great new offer that can only be described, Sean, as madness. You can get VEASAN all access to everything we do from now through college, through the College Basketball Championship on April 4th for only 29 bucks. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. This deal only happens once a year. You don't want to miss out. Head on over to VEASAN.com slash madness to sign up today. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. UNLV trying to put the finishing touches on Fresno State. Uh, shout out to Matt Humans who uh, pointed me on to uh, the running Rebs tonight. Well, great pick. Was uh, on with Matt Brown and uh, Wes Reynolds on primetime action prior to this. Nice. Uh, Wes Reynolds also on UNLV. So a lot of people on the staff, the hometown squad in UNLV. Thinking about going to the game this weekend. Well, you're at Duke and Florida State. Nice. At UNLV hosting Colorado State. Should be a good one. We're looking forward to check that out. Um, give us an update on uh, what's happening uh, Colorado down the road. is up 1-0. Uh, we have a little over nine minutes left to go in the third period. Of course, I have the puck line, so I still need a goal, but I always have the empty net possibility. I'd like to go ahead and get a goal now and get it you know, to the puck line earlier, but we'll see. I'm just happy to have the lead. <clears throat> yeah, nine minutes to go in that one. Um, you know, by the way, coming down the wire in Los Angeles, uh, Anthony Davis is out with an ankle injury. And LeBron James has 15 points in the fourth quarter for the Lakers. Lakers were down by eight going into the fourth quarter, and they now lead by three with a minute to go. LeBron's got 33 points, seven boards, five assists. Uh, but once again, if you missed it, um, Anthony Davis left the game, was actually playing really well with an ankle injury. Haven't seen or heard any reports on uh, where the x-rays were, but Woj tweeted out, Sean, uh, that the x-rays, actually, here we go, x-rays are negative, no timetable for recovery. Uh, he'll be reevaluated after the all-star like, break. Some guys are just dramatic when it comes to injuries. He's so dramatic. I I'm, I mean, ever since he came I'm back. I'm going to say that that ankle probably hurt pretty badly. But I'm not just looking at it in a vacuum of tonight. Like, think about since he came back. It's been three games he's left. And it's looked like he's had a season in ending in, in, uh, injury. Yeah. I mean, he's just dramatic when it comes to it. I mean, you've, uh, and I'm not, def- I mean, everything, everything is full flop. Got to get helped off. Like, I mean, it's, it's, oh, God, it's, it happened again. Like, it's, it's always so much drama. Like, come on, AD, man. But I do feel like when you come down hard on an ankle on someone yeah, else's it hurts. Foot, it okay. Hurts. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Come on, man. Jeez. Uh, Three-point lead, though, for the Lakers with a minute to Like, go. are you with me if it comes out that it's just a sprained ankle, that he's dramatic? Look, I've had a severe sprained ankle, yeah. and I was out for three, four weeks. I know, but you, you and they didn't have to take you out, like, on a stretcher, did they? No, the last time I severely sprained my ankle, it was, uh, let's just say, hey, listen, high there, ankle, were, there were beverages involved. High ankle the sprains. The pain didn't kick in until the morning. High ankle sprains, they, they heal slowly. I get it, but, I mean, it's not the end of the world. Good, especially when you're in your prime and you're those guys' age. Come on, man. The body heals extremely quick. Do you think the Lakers make the playoffs? 
Yeah. NBA won't let them not make it. Oh, well, they were in the play-in last year. Yeah, it'll be the same thing. They're in the play-in. Right now, they're the... I don't unluckily catch Memphis, Golden State, or Phoenix in the first round of the actual playoffs, and they'll be one and done. Well, right now, they're the nine seed, uh, so they'd be in the play-in. They would have to play the Trailblazers, but they are a game and a half back at the Clippers. It's uh, certainly more advantageous, obviously, to be in the 7-8 situation than the 9-10 because you have to win two games as, as opposed to just one. Uh, to get into the postseason. But the thing is, I, I just don't see anybody else out there, Sean, Pelicans, Spurs, Kings, Thunder, Rockets, even trying to catch them. So the Lakers, at worst, are going to be in the play-in situation. And then do you believe that they can ultimately you know, win one of those play-ins? The fact of the matter is, like, they're just not a very good basketball team. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're oil and water. I mean, they've got LeBron James. They've got Anthony Davis, two of went healthy and at their, you know, I mean, LeBron is still doing LeBron-like things, but they're just not a good team all around. They don't have depth. He can't play 48 minutes every single game. So, yeah, if they make it, it'd be hard. The to, problem to with the, what they're I mean, doing, if they play the Suns the, in the problem round, with what they're doing in the regular season is their matchup in the first round. It's going to be insurmountable, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, if they would have caught Denver, or someone like that in the first round, I'd be like, yeah, they can get to the second round. But they're not beating Phoenix. They're not beating Golden State. I don't think they're beating Memphis. You know, like. Yeah, I mean, they. I mean, obviously, if they get the seven seeds, so if they get up to the eight spot, they win in that seven-eight matchup. They would avoid Phoenix, but they'd still play Golden State. Right. Who will be a, completely healthy. Right. By that time. And again, is Draymond back yet? I don't know if Draymond's yet. playing yet. Yeah. yeah so, not yet. I mean, they got multi. All-star caliber player not playing. James Wiseman, you know, top lottery pick last year. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, number he's two back pick. practicing. Yep. Jonathan you know? Kaminga on the roster. Jordan Poole's playing well. Andrew uh, Wiggins going Gary to the All-Star Payton game. Gary Payton Jr., like, they got I agree. dudes. Yeah, I mean, you look you look at what the Lakers have. They have LeBron. They have AD. Russell Westbrook, I don't want on my team in the playoffs. Uh, so, we'll uh, we'll see how that all unfolds. But Six and a half minutes. We need to win six and a half minutes plus one. So I need to win the last six and a half minutes by one goal. However that comes, one or more goals. All right. Yep. Uh, UNLV leading by four with seven minutes to go. Just no overtime. Ah, free money. We left it right there. I didn't leave nothing. I bet it. Um, but you didn't money line it. I'm talking about the money line was. Plus 200. Yeah, come on, man. So am I not going to get my. Yeah, you go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, I thought it was an opportunity to steal the plus 200. You didn't play it. I did. Well. I didn't have time. Oh, okay. When I asked you guys, you know, we were going to a break. Mm. I didn't think I could make it. I didn't mm. think I could get down there. I would have covered for you. <laughs> I'm sure you would have. Yeah. And I would have never heard the end of it if it didn't come home. Nah, not at all. Yeah. So, UNLV uh, should get the cover there. It's been a good night, so I'm sure tomorrow will be horrendous. As we sweat the abs and the nights on a Wednesday. Um. By the way, after two periods, Canada leading 3-1 over the United States. United States getting a shorthanded goal in the uh, gold medal uh, game there. As uh, looking at the Lakers game, Lakers just hit a three. Was that uh, Austin Reeves, the pride of Oklahoma, burying a three to make it 103 to 99? So the Lakers now have a 103 to 99 lead, and that leads us, Sean, uh-huh. to some dogs that were coming home. Okay. Who let them out tonight? Who let the dogs out? Who? 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 
They All were right. barking tonight, man. The Johnnies, St. John's, coming home on the money line. That was a, a play that I played just taking the points. Uh, that one ultimately comes home. So if you played the Johnnies, you could have a nice little return of plus 250 as St. John's went into the Cintas Center, took care of business. Uh, shout out to our to our friend uh, Stormy Bonatoni real quickly. Uh, I was. What did Stormy like today? She liked Wofford, the Terriers, on the road at the Citadel, and they got the cover. Well, I, I don't get why. I'll, I'll take it. I'll, 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 I'll take care of that offline. You could listen to our show. You went on the show, right? Yeah. So when you get valuable information, you're supposed to pass it along to me and Aaron. Hey, I can only do so much. Okay. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't tell. No, no, I duly noted. Fake friend in the building, but that's okay. You could listen to her show, and you would have heard. Well, I was her. picking up my children. Oh, is that what you? Yes. You, you don't know what time I went on. I pick up the oldest at 140, and then I pick up the other ones at 315. Isn't she on right then? I think VEASAN, I, from what I heard, wait, yep, you get it for free on the on the mobile app. Yeah, but I mean, when I got the kids in the car, I mean, come on, man. Don't you, the kids don't like making money? Man, the kids. I mean, they, could be, they could be hustling their friends at school. They'd be like, you know, I was listening to my dad's you know, radio station. Yeah. They said the Terriers going to do, do, take care of business. Yeah, I'm just saying. For you. I unfortunately don't control what we listen to when the kids are in the car. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, I'm listening to them as they run down the day. Yeah, their accomplishments from the, that that particular day. Pittsburgh. How about this at circa plus eight twenty five on the money line, Sean against UNC. UNC. They have been overvalued all year long, and uh, they got smacked today by Pittsburgh, 76-67. to 67. So two of the big dogs that were barking, and hopefully UNLV closes this puppy out. Uh, one second to go. They were plus 190 on the money line here at Circa, and they lead Fresno State 60 to 57. Nice, good win. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. We wrap things up. Take a look at tomorrow's games on the other side. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving. For every game, you'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin. Com. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Wrapping things up here on the nightcap, Scott Seidenberg coming up next with the, the great Scott Seidenberg. Look ahead and uh, good good things happen when you go to commercial break, Sean. Yeah, man. The Avalanche are now up to zero with two and a half minutes left. If we can 
withstand Vegas pulling their goalie, maybe get an empty netter or two. That would be great. Um, but I love the, uh, the Avs in this spot. I thought they got caught looking ahead last night. Uh, they got extremely unlucky against the Stars. They had 45 shots on goal, you know, did not score. Um, so I felt like tonight they come out, energy, TNT, national audience, you know, and put their best foot forward. And uh, so far, so good. We got a 2-0 lead, but the game and the ticket has not been cashed yet. We've got to prevent Vegas will be playing with an extra man from, you know, cutting it to a one-goal lead. Hopefully we can get us a quick empty netter. That would be great, you know, and kind of ice this game away. Well. Hopefully the uh, the same that uh, well you got you're up two zero uh, and so you need the puck line obviously but hopefully the uh, same that unfolded to the USA last night does not happen to uh, your Colorado Avalanche bet uh, as we also went to break not that anyone had this uh, here in studio or on the show but if you did at home uh, the Lakers win outright at home as a home dog tonight so. Uh, a couple NBA dogs that were barking. How about this? Denver came back to beat the Golden State Warriors. They win 117 to 116 in the Bay Area. Uh, so a nice win there for uh, for Denver to get that win. Uh, so it could be a, a really a great night for the, the folks in the Mile High City as they outscored the Golden State Warriors by nine in the fourth quarter to get that win. Nikola Jokic, just your typical Jokic game, 35-17 boards and eight assists. Uh, for the uh, reigning league MVP. So uh, plus 176 on the money line here at Circa for Denver. The Lakers were plus 147 here at uh, at Circa, plus 155 at other spots in town as LeBron James uh, has a big fourth quarter and the Lakers uh, overcome the Anthony Davis injury and they win 106 to 101. Uh, the Houston Rockets didn't win, Sean, but they covered the 16 and a half point spread. They did against the Phoenix Suns. Suns win that one though, 124 to 121. We had a plus 500 dog in the NBA win out right tonight. We sure did. The Portland Trailblazers yes. plus 585. The Trailblazers, man, they have been sweating this one out. Yeah. Empty netter missed by like six inches. Uh, the Trailblazers. A couple nights ago. They've beat, been competitive beat, since that trade. Beat the Bucs, uh, granted without Giannis, but still got it done. And then tonight they beat the Memphis Grizzlies 123 to 119. So a couple of dogs barking the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, yeah, great beat, win for them, especially with no Durant, no Kyrie. I'm not doing. Even though it was a road game, it was still in the state of New York, so he could not play. I'm, I'm doing the Jordan. And it, this isn't, you know, six rings. It's <laughs> six more losses until we clinch the under on the Knicks. So. Yeah, but it's already yeah, clinched, right? Mathematically, you've already won, right? Well, they have to lose six more games. Yeah, but I mean, that might happen by the end of the month. That'd be nice. Yeah, That'd be nice. So, good to see you there. Uh, it's been a it's been a fun night. Texas Tech coming home. Uh, we talked about that last night, so that was a nice winner for us, Sean. Miami, who we gave last night. You they were all won. over that. Last Ruck. seven, they were only one and a half point favorites. The Gers at the rack, baby. Now six and zero. Oh. Straight up as an underdog at home. Unless you're Lafayette or Maryland, you're not entering the rack and getting a win. So we had a great night last night. Also a spot that was a little sweaty. Nate Oates got ejected at halftime. Mississippi State took the lead. But we said it was a letdown spot for Bama. Bama won by five. They did. We took the six. So uh, only way up from here. Bama uh, is so difficult to figure out. Impossible. I mean, I, I could, they could be in the Final Four. They could lose in the first round. I'm not really sure which one is going to happen. But what I would like to do is get this game over. Please, can we get, clear the puck, Colorado? 
Jeez, can is that an empty netter? Yeah! Oh my God! <laughs> The Vegas defender chased the puck down like inches before it went into the goal. Oh, man. Come on, Colorado. Clear the puck. Oh, we got it. Come on. That's got to be it, right? That's got to be it, right? Come on. All right. Can we uh, – let's get you your win so we can talk some college basketball to close out the show. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of important here, right? Yeah. They don't even have a goalie. Oh gosh! Right. Oh, I'm assuming you're you're gonna be in. in I good, can do both. Come on, I'm listening shape. to you. All, All right. right, let's uh let's wrap up the show like we always do. Take a look at the college hoops slate for tomorrow. Uh, not a loaded slate when it comes to ranked versus ranked showdowns. Uh, there are some late night games as uh, Sean raises the roof there. So as never we, in doubt. Al's puck line, puck Shadamas. As we look at the uh, as we look at the slate, only can you be happy for me? As we look at the as we look at the slate, we have five games uh, with ranked teams. We've got UCLA late night against Washington State, USC hosting Washington. All big spreads. We'll look at Houston. We'll use some of our uh, intel from our friends uh, Thomas Casali, and uh, Houston has lost two in a row. They lost to SMU, a game by the way you predicted uh, correctly. And then they lost to Memphis over the weekend. Houston laying a pretty big number here, Sean, against UCF, a team that they've already beaten and suffocated them defensively. Uh, do we lay the 14 with the Cougars against UCF? I've got to sleep on this one tonight. <laughs> you know, I trust Tom. You know, uh, the fact that he selected this game out of the entire portfolio of games tomorrow makes me think that he feels extremely strongly about it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards it. You know, again, Houston's been kind of a frenetic team. But they are athletic. They do, you know, play an aggressive style. So they're capable of, you know, winning by, you know, large margins. You know, Tom's words, so he thinks they're going to win by 20 or 30. So he didn't feel like, you know, 14 was enough. So we'll see. Um, UCF has kind of been an up-and-down team. They have some some big upsets. They got some bad losses. So, I'll lean towards Houston. Yeah, I don't know if that'll be a play of mine. Arizona uh, is laying 26 against Oregon State tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not touching that. That is a enormous number. Uh, they're at home. Uh, Ken Palm projects it to be a 29-point victory for, uh, for Arizona. It's amazing how Oregon State almost made the Final Four last year, and now they are just this horrendous. Uh, I'll do a couple non-top 25 games in a game with a lot of importance when it comes to the bubble, and that's in the West Coast Conference. And, Sean, you witnessed on January 27th me sit here. I already know what game you're talking about, and I'm going money line. Was, you can't play it unless you play it on the money line. It was line. 41-23 at the half. Yep. It was a complete dominating first-half performance by the Dons of San Francisco, and they wilted like a flower in the heat. Don't come in here tomorrow talking about you took the points. They, if you play San Francisco, it better be money line. San Francisco lost that game 72-70, to 70, and now the Dons are in desperation mode, need to win this game. They have a horrible loss at home to Portland. That's a quad four loss. It's unacceptable if they want to make the tournament. If they beat St. Mary's, they're back on the right side of the bubble. I think they beat St. Mary's tomorrow. I like the spot. They're a three-point dog. I agree. Money line, I will roll with the San Francisco Dons. All right. 
And then one final one, a little bit off the beaten path. Uh, you were so elated when Tom mentioned this game. If you could have saw yourself, like you probably should get that clip <laughs> and like put it on your like Twitter page or something. Like this is Tim when he's happy. So one of the uh, one of the darlings of Better's eyes earlier this year, they were on this remarkable run of covering, was the UNC Wilmington Seahawks. And during this stretch, they had a road win at Towson, who's a very good team when you look at all the computer models. Uh, they won in overtime. Mm -hmm. Now, they are at home, UNC Wilmington is, against that same Towson team that they beat on the road. John Towson's a favorite in this game. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. A team they lost to at home, they are now a favorite on the road. I will take the Towson Tigers in a revenge spot. I will lay the three off the beaten path. An important game in the CAA. Go Towson against UNC. All right. Wilmington. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to put San Francisco money line together with Towson money line. There you go. And do a little two-teamer. Smart man right there. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for our show. Thanks to Steve Sands. Great insight on the Genesis Invitational. We're fading Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, we are. Tom Casale, Brad Evans, Rashawn King. I'm Tim Murray, Scott Seidenberg, coming up next right here on the Nightcap.